Hey guys, Porter here. Welcome back to Baseball That Show. In this episode, we're going to continue to talk about toughness. And I want to tell you about a pitcher who came to me on Wednesday. He came the day after uh, the hitter I've been telling you about the last two episodes. So I'm going to call this kid Q. And uh, if your son is a hitter in his league, I'm going to be real honest with you. Uh, college pitcher. And, and if your son's a hitter in his, in his conference, his league, your son's going to have a bad day at the plate against him. Because this kid is an absolute savage and you know this generation i often say you know this generation's it's really weird right because i i you know i think this generation does have things a little bit harder in what they have to process um the distortions of social media the distractions of phone and video games and all this other kind of crap that gets thrown at them but we've also made it made it like harder for them to be successful because in a lot of ways we've given them better lives than we have we protected them from the adversities and the struggles that most of us have. Not all of us, not not all, but um, and most most kids have had pretty you know pretty uh, good lives. And a lot of kids, um, you know, they've had a lot of green lights. And I've had kids who have been had green lights all the way up until they get to college. I've had kids who have green lights all the way till they get to double A. They get to double A, and all of a sudden they realize everybody's as talented as they were. And now, and those guys work twice as hard and they didn't develop work ethic. Right? Kids go, you know, that, that green lights all the way to college, they get to college and they can't fold their clothes and they can't get to the cafeteria. They can't get to school on time because mom and dad did all that stuff for them. So I'm going to tell you, this kid showed up and I'll tell you this, the, the first sign that I look for is what does a kid do? when I'm there. So uh, sometimes, uh, you know, I have a lot of phone calls and stuff like that. So if I'm at the field early and I'm waiting for them, I'll return a few phone calls. Uh, so most of the time, you know, it, let's say if I'm meeting somebody at 10 o'clock, I'm there at 930. I'm, I'm going to bang out a few phone calls. They probably show up anywhere, you know, in between that time. And I'll finish up my phone calls and stuff while, you know, uh, as they're getting ready. And I'll tell you that the kids will do the best. If, if I'm kind of on the phone, I'll give them like one minute and just finish up this call, I'll be with you. And, and I watch what the kid does. And when the kid starts goes right to work, I know I got a worker, no problem. Now, um, if they sit there, well, I know that, that I'm, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to be the fuel for this kid. I'm gonna have to be the energy source for this kid. So I don't get many of those. Uh, every once in a while, one sneaks through, but not likely. Um, the second thing, if, I, if I'm not on the phone, it's happened to be there. So this was the situation the other day. They were there early. They drove hours to get there. They were there early. I got there uh, probably about 15, 20 minutes before our time. I get out of my car. I start walking towards them. They're sitting at a little picnic table that's there on the side of the field. The kid gets up and starts walking towards me. Handshake. Dad is still getting up from the picnic table. The kid is walking towards me. Handshake. Coach, good to meet you. Introduce himself. Good to meet you. Handshake. Iron. Look me in the eye. I have everything I need now. I have everything I need to make this kid. This is going to be, this is easy work. Because I don't have to be his motivational source. I don't have to be his fuel source. All I have to do is give him information. Now, I take kids to another level. And I'm going to tell you. As you know, I, I get I like I let pitchers do their own warm up and stuff like that because I want them to feel comfortable, you know, going into what we're going to do. I don't want to switch things up on them too much. This kid goes through his warm up, 
comes back, we play a little catch, and I say, well, tell me what's going on. Give me your story. And uh, he, it was funny because he said, well, I started playing baseball when I was six. And I was like, all right, well, you, you kind of fast forward a little bit. To, you know, and he says, well, in my freshman year of high school, I was cut for the team. Sophomore year of high school, I was cut from the team. You know what? This kid got up from the table, gave me a handshake, ironclad handshake, looked me in the eye, introduced himself. This is not a little boy. This is a man. This kid was cut from the high school baseball team two years in a row. And now here he stands, a college pitcher. Uh, I'm going to tell you what. Do you know how many kids would have folded up their tent after their freshman year? 99%. The 1% would come back. 99.9% of the, of the 1% that would come back after the sophomore year, they would quit. Because they would start going, well, I mean, now if I didn't make it as a freshman, I didn't make it as a sophomore. Now varsity is even harder. There's just two, usually two to three classes that will make up a varsity team. I'll never make it. Well, it's a good thing that this kid didn't have that logic. Because he came back, made the team. I wonder how many guys could be college players, but just quit. So now going through the lesson with this kid, a session with me is no picnic, man. It's hard. I push kids. I push them hard. I bring them to another level. I want to bring out the thing in them. And I pushed this kid pretty hard, man. I pushed him pretty hard. And this kid was like, uh, you remember like Rocky three when he was fighting Drago and Drago was just punching him in the face and Rocky's just taking it and going, come on, come on. That's not a good salon, I know, but, but that's what this kid was. This kid was like, give it to me. His emotions running high. He's, and this kid brought out, he brought out that part of him. And he, this kid was a, Tough kid, good kid, raised right, dad, great guy. And then bringing him to another level, he wanted it. He wanted that other level. He wanted it. And he pushed for it. And I'm going to tell you, man, this kid will have me on his side for the rest of his life. And I told him, I, 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 after he told me, the, the introduction when he shook my hand, that was, that was pretty good. You know, a lot of kids do that. Um, when he told me he was cut from the team, I, I was in. And then when he shows me he goes to this level, this kid will have me on his side for the rest of his life. I want to go to war. I'm taking this kid with me. And I'll tell you, you don't have to look very far. So the dads who are listening to this, start making things a little tougher on your kid. Start pushing your kid to other levels. Because I'm going to tell you, this dad, I'll call him P. You know, there is something you can see in a dad, right? You can tell a dad who's been through some stuff. And, and that doesn't mean, mean to be hard stuff. I mean, like I'm talking about has worked, has, has put in effort, has, has done, you know, has done things, right? You can just tell. And he raised a great man. He raised a great man. And this kid will be good at anything. This kid will be good at anything because he has the two things. He's got the respect. He's got the discipline. He's got the habits. And he will not quit. He will not quit. And that kid's going to be the most dominant pitcher in his role on his team this season. I wonder how many players quit because they didn't have a dad who pushed them back in or they didn't have the, the discipline or the habits to really stick it out even though things weren't going their way.
So this kid, uh, man, I'm going to tell you, like, the last, so having those kids back-to-back two days, um, I tell players that when a coach has goes two hours with a player, real hardcore, going after it, and that coach has more energy at the end of the session than when I started, that energy is coming from the player. When a coach is drained, that, that, that's, you know, given all you got, then, then it's just like you're just expending effort, right? That's just, that's just like anything if you're working and, and it's not motivating or engaging. But when, it, when a player comes in like these two guys did the last two days for me, um, and they, they, are, they are giving the energy, they're bringing it, they're increasing it. And this kid is, uh, man, what an amazing kid. What an amazing dad. And what a privilege. So um, a lot of you guys have messaged me and stuff like that. If you guys want information on, you know, coming in to work with me or virtual VLO programs and stuff we do, just, uh, you know, all my contacts in the show notes. Um, also, there's Paul Reddick at Gmail, 201-323-0840. Um, text or, you know, or, or send me an email and I can get you some details. All right, guys, see you on the next episode.